is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment on a Friday, and what better way to wind things down to send us into the weekend? It's our good friend of the show, our day one here on the program. It's Brian Backo. He, of course, covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Mr. Backo, what's up, cousin? How we doing? Doing well. How are you fine, gentlemen, on this beautiful Friday afternoon in Pittsburgh? Bloody marvelous, darling. Bloody marvelous. <laughs> I know you guys are worldwide, so if people don't know, it's just been raining buckets here for the last 12 hours. Where Are you in Pittsburgh? Where are you at? Yeah, I'm on the south side. Oh, you know, man, because oh, yeah, we're, we're doing a show in L.A. right now, man. So, yeah, we got no clue. <laughs> mm. it's, it's like 80 I'm degrees. It's beautiful out here. Nice little breeze. Yeah, yeah, man. I wish. <laughs> it would be nice. Steelers, Steelers Radio Network on location, baby. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, it's been raining all day. It's Seriously, supposed to rain man. all day tomorrow. Hey, jeez. Rain, no rain, go away. Come again another day. I mean, Arthur Motes, voice, he's, in, he's in a mood today, Mr. Backo. Brian Backo. <laughs> Brian Backo with us here. Uh, buddy, Steelers this week uh, not picking up the fifth-year option of Devin Bush. Right decision in your mind, and do you think it was a maybe a relatively easy decision? Yeah, I think it was really the only decision they could make. Just can't invest, what, almost $11 million in him for a year from now, not knowing if if last year is just going to be, you know, what he is now, and, you know, it's unfortunate that you know, that injury happened to him. And obviously a lot of guys do come back just fine from ACLs. Maybe he still will. But, you know, one thing about Bush that sticks with me from one of his interviews last year, I mean, he, he didn't, didn't do a ton of media. He wasn't playing real well, so I don't blame him for that necessarily. But at one point when he was asked about his – you know, his lack of playmaking, um, he, he said it's kind of like when you get bit by a dog and, you know, you're not really sure um, you know, when, when you want when you want to be around one again. So I think it, it, it was messing with him mentally and physically. And, you know, hopefully for Devin and for the Steelers, he can climb over that obstacle. But uh, I, I wouldn't have wanted to bet on it, put it that way. And that's what the Steelers had to decide uh, that they were going to do. Now, sticking with that, we know when guys have their fifth-year option declined, they can go one of two ways. They can either take it as motivation and we come back and see a more focused, a more productive version of that player, or they can go in the tank and they can take it, you know, and be sad and, and mope and not play up to their full potential. Just from your perspective, how do you think Devin will respond to this? I mean, I think he'll respond well. It's it's really not in any player's best interest to do the latter because you know you're whether you know you're still going to have a chance, right, to to renegotiate with the Steelers, the team that drafted you, if if you do improve. And you know we saw that to some extent with Terrell Edmonds, and you know I, I think that's a lot more teams are going to err on that side of it now because I mean if you if you pick up a guy's option, you know that money's guaranteed. He's getting that money two years from now, so you you better be pretty confident. If you don't, it's not like you can't come back to him. <laughs> the rule doesn't say that he can't play for you in his fifth season. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, I, I think that you know he needs to use this as fuel. Maybe he did get a little bit complacent as a you know tenth overall pick. He was you know getting a lot of playing time from day one and year two. He was never leaving the field. So um, you know he's he's got to be hungrier than he ever has been, and it's a, it's a contract year for him now. So. Uh, 
same thing should apply to him and uh, as would apply to anybody who's entering the last year under their deal. And they, they want to get that second contract from somebody, whether it's in Pittsburgh or one of the other uh, 31 teams. Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with us here on the Steelers Blitz. Uh, Brian, how much like how much optimism would you have that Devin Bush can rediscover some form this year? And I don't mean that he's going to be an all-pro and, you know, suddenly live up to that top 10 pick, but that, you know, that he could certainly prove that he belongs on an NFL field on Sunday and is a, is a good, you know, uh, middle linebacker. Do, do you – with a lot of the things that have worked against him, right? The the injury and now being fully removed from that um, with what we hope is a healthier, more productive defensive line in front of him. Brian Flores in the fold, right? Uh, Terrell Austin running the defense now. Uh, we all think, you know, Lord willing, no no uh, other unexpected absences from Jerry O, his position coach, or anything like that. Like, when you consider some of the things, you know, that, that certainly did work against him last year, and we all know he's got to control what he can control, but is there any real hope for optimism you think there that, you know, we'll, we'll look up uh, at some point this season and say, hey, you know what, Devin Bush can play. Again, not that he's a superstar and all-pro or should have been a top-ten pick, but, yeah, hey, this guy can play. Yeah, there's hope there's optimism he, he still has he's a high pedigree guy talented guy dad played in the league you know good bloodlines he's been around football all his life and by all accounts he loves it so anybody with that kind of makeup you should uh you, you should feel good about them being productive what i wonder more about though you know you go back and look at you know the, the draft profiles on him the, you know, the, the real deep dives done on devin bush as a prospect and Everybody was all in on him for the most part, right? I mean, there were there were some weaknesses, the size, but you know, conventional knowledge said that you know he's going to be able to overcome that with his athleticism. But the other, you know, weakness or not weakness, but question, I should say, that, that surrounded him was what's the best fit for him in, at the NFL level? Can he be a three-four inside linebacker? Where yeah, you're you're going to have to probably sift through some more trash or is he better suited to be a 4-3 guy who's got a little bit more protection up front and give him kind of free range to to run around and uh, you know there were a decent amount of analysts who said he he should be in a 4-3 defense that's the best way to get the most out of him and that's not really ever what it's going to be for him here so uh, maybe those size questions and, and the other knocks on Devin Bush are uh, just as much tied to the, the system that he's in and the team that drafted him. And you hope that a player of, of that ilk can overcome it, but didn't see it in 2021. And, you know, that's what, what gives me pause for seeing it in 2022. Well, with all of that being said, then, do you feel like Devin will be the starter for all 17 games this season, barring injury? Or do you think that we see what we saw last year where Robert Spillane was taking over some reps for him at times? You know, Arthur, I think he's going to play well enough to hold down the starting spot for as long as he's healthy next to Miles Jack. But I don't think he's going to play so well that Steelers fans say we should have brought this guy or we should have picked up this option and we need to yeah. get him back uh, for next season. So, I, you know, that's a little bit sitting on the fence there. But I, I think he holds off Robert Spillane and, and Buddy Johnson and anybody else who gets into that mix. But I, I don't know that it's going to be the type of flashes that you were seeing from him early in his career that, that got you excited. So, I mean, hey, maybe having that D-line um, you know, improve will, will help him as well. It, it absolutely should. But I am one who tends to think that 
the, the issues for him were just as much individual and uh, just as much his own fault and you know lack of guys taking up space uh, in the middle. So even if Tyson Alualu is back and doing his job uh, against the run, you know Bush Bush still needs to do his part, and I think he'll do more of that, but not enough that you won't still kind of be ready to, to move on from that. Uh, as, as disappointing as it is, given all the hype that came with him when he was drafted. A couple more minutes here with our buddy Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Mr. Backo, i got to ask, are you excited for a summer for an off-season of quarterback debate and, and you know, one that certainly could uh, roll into the regular season? That's something Moats and I were talking about, how, you know, yeah, we had a couple weeks of it with, with Mason and Duck, but, but really for about two decades in this city, there hasn't been quarterback controversy, quarterback debate, that discussion. Is that something you're looking forward to this summer and potentially into the season, or do you, um, you know, do you do you just hope one of these guys rises to the top clearly and we can move on to the next thing? Well, that would be nice. Um, <laughs> yes and no. Looks See, I want the, co- I want the I mean, content, baby. <laughs> no, I like it. It's going to be intriguing and it, it's going to, you know, make every snap meaningful, I guess. But there's also there's a downside to that, right? Like it's going to get old with everybody overanalyzing every throw that Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett makes. This you know, is what we need. We need the over-analysts. Come on, man. We need over-analysts. I know. It, it keeps us it, it keeps you guys talking into the mic. It keeps Woo. me typing away at my laptop. But, um, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. And what I think is, is going to be kind of fun to parse is how different are these two guys, Mitch Trubisky and, and Kenny Pickett? What's going what's gonna to set one apart from the other as well as, Mason Rudolph and whoever else could eventually join that room, right? Like, is it going to be Kenny Pickett throwing uh, throwing on the move better than Mitch Trubisky? Is it mm. going to be Trubisky being better in the pocket than he showed his four seasons in Chicago? So there, there's going to be so much to put under the microscope. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm I'm probably going to get sick of uh, getting asked every single day who's going to start, who's <laughs> outplaying the other, but. Uh, it's good. Like you said, Wes, it's something that we really haven't experienced here in a very long time. And, you know, even when Mason and Duck were going at it, you know, that was more of a, you know, a practice thing that is not the same as the uh, setting that you have out there at St. Vincent College and in preseason games. So uh, it's going to be fun. It's, there's going to be weeks where you're like, geez, can we just give it a rest already? But uh, it, it ratchets up the intensity, I think, a lot for – uh, for those two guys especially, but even for the coaches, Mike Tomlin, it's going to be a new uh, a new challenge for him as well, and he keeps saying that he's looking forward to it. So uh, so I guess I will too. Well, I was going to ask you uh, who was your this week's too early pick for starting week one, but I'm going to let you chill <laughs> on that. But we do know rookie minicamp is this uh, weekend. Um, just wanted to know, yeah. man, from the undrafted free agents that uh, the Steelers have signed, man, any of those guys – you know, stand out to you a little bit more than the others? Somebody that you might feel like, you know what, I, th- I think he's my dark horse candidate to make the roster, you know, at the way too early junction, which is today. But, you know, what's your thoughts on those guys? Yeah, so my under-the-radar dudes that they signed, you know, not going to really be able to see much from them next weekend because of the position they play. You know, it's football in shorts, as you know. But the two running backs, Mateo Durant from Duke and Jalen Warren from Oklahoma State, I really thought the Steelers might – grab a running back late in the draft just because of the, the lack of uh, productivity in, in cameos from Benny Snell and Anthony McFarland. I think it's a position group that is 
right for somebody to come in there and strike while the iron's hot. Now, again, you can't do that in the rookie minicamp world, but uh, once the pads start popping out of St. Vincent and, and once preseason action heats up, those are two guys that I'm going to be keeping an eye on, Mateo Durant and Jalen Warren. Can they unseat somebody for a roster spot or even – if things go really well, could they be the backup to Najee Harris? Uh-oh. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. All right, Mr. Backo, last one that I've got for you. Uh, just a real simple question. Are, are you a Star Wars guy? I am not. My son has some baby Yoda gear because it looks cool, but I have never seen a single one of the uh, of the many films. Okay. Well. <sighs> All right, that, I got that, that really derails this discussion, doesn't it? That's wow. okay though. I got a different, I got a, I got a, I got a different question for you. So you're okay? a Star Trek guy, is what I'm, you're telling me? I'm a Mexican me? food guy, so I had some chips and that's, salsa last that's night. That's exactly for, where I was going. Right, give me your, give me your, give me your favorite types of tacos or something, all right, to make up for your lack of May the Fourth knowledge. Wow. Oh, so lately, I you know I like a good fre- like a al fresco taco with some Ooh. lettuce on there, maybe some guac and like some some fresh chicken. But lately. Uh, I've been going more for the red meat in my taco, so maybe like some some barbacoa. Oh, or, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I, I guess, you know, to, to keep the, the penguins, uh, you know, goalie of the Uh-oh, moment. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Pork, some spicy pork tacos are, Ooh, are always is. good, too. But uh, I'm definitely a soft taco guy over hard. I, I'll have that take uh, every day of the week. Okay, okay, that works, that works. You know what, I am a, like, I'm a soft taco guy as well, but I, I, I don't discriminate. I'll, I'll take both. I'm a Star Wars guy. <laughs> All right, Brian. I like the soft around the hard. How about the shell with the Ooh, like a case the of middle? Oh, now we're talking. Okay, okay, oh, yeah. okay. Okay, before we let you go, one more question. Are you going to uh, AB's concert on East Carson Street on May 20th? Bro, stop. Are you for real? Oh, yeah. Man, Is this like a thing? Yeah. Like, it's, for real, for real? Fun as that would be. I'm not oh, you don't know about this? No. Are y'all serious? Like, this for Antonio Brown is performing at Enclave on East Carson Street on May 20th. You can purchase tickets right what? now. What? What? You know better. If it's AB, you got to say he's scheduled to perform. I'm going to say, yeah. That <laughs> I was about to say, good luck. What, what time um, did it say he's, he's going to be there? Scheduled to perform. Yeah, what, what time he's, did it he, say? It says he's like the cable man. He could be there anytime yeah, between he, 8 He has a four-hour window. Yes. Yeah, he got a 12-hour window. So I actually, I was looking into this this morning because it would be uh, it'd be hilarious to go cover it and write about it, but this venue that he's performing at, they don't even open till 10. I, I turned 30 last year, fellas. I can't be on East Carson Street after 10 o'clock. Like, Ain't that the that's truth. A, that's a big no for that, me. That's, that's the danger zone at the 10. Uh-uh. Don't be out there at the 10. Absolutely, man. Can't be out there at the 10. You're just asking yeah. for it. That, that's how you become the story, Mr. Backo. We don't want you to become the story. <laughs> 2 a.m. anywhere else is 10 o'clock on East Carson. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Backo, always a pleasure. Kind enough to give us some of his time. He does not do cap. He has not changed his number since the seventh grade. He is our our uh, good friend of the show here, covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Buddy, thanks for your time. As always, enjoy the weekend. Got a whole lot of money. Oh, oh my god! They got a whole lot of money. I thought he's from the pit, not the palace. Oh, <laughs> hey, yo! Why did I not know that he was really performing? They just got announced a, a day oh or two ago. Oh my gosh! That's a really good point by by Mr. Backo, though. The fact that it's the place doesn't even open till ten. Yeah, I mean, on Carson, I'm not touching it, bro. I, I will politely decline. Call me. What did I say earlier? Washed in every aspect. I mean, I okay. thought AB be playing like stage AE or something here. I mean, I thought he was gonna do the Hansville thing, like a, Kenny Chesney. You got a whole lot of money. Yeah.
Hey, you think he could sell out? Is this his first time back in in Hasville? When was the last time he's been in Hasville? I mean, when was the last time he's been in Pittsburgh? I don't know. Like, known Pittsburgh. Not like, you know, on the low key, but like, when was the last time he's been like, known? Oh, he's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. When he had, was it the court thing, right? When he didn't show up for week 17? No, no, he had the court afterwards. Because we had people meet him at the the spot. Yeah. That's right. So probably that was last time? He did sell his house in Gibsonia finally, so I wonder he probably okay. didn't have to come back. He probably just the realtors and everything yeah. probably handled handled that business. Uh, Don Juan tweets us and says, "I'm with the Batman. Haven't seen any Star Wars movies. I don't get into anything like that." Well, you just said you're with the Batman. I mean, hey, so you get into something? Like, you, you into it? You might like Batman. You might not like Star Wars. But you, you like, like Batman, Batman, so you into it, low key. You might like Spider Man. You might like Harry Potter. You might like Lord you of the Rings. It. You, you into like it. something? Come on, Don Star Juan. Trek. You into it? Come on, Don Juan. It's got to be something. Uh, Moti, before we give our top five favorite Star Wars properties, yes. as we begin to close out the show here, you got any? Uh, you got any taco takes or any Cinco de Mayo takes for the people? We got to we got to cram May the Fourth and Cinco de Mayo into one here. How about that? Well, see, because I am a legitimate Afro Latino, so we don't really celebrate Cinco de Mayo. It's not that big of a deal because we understand what it was, you know. It's like uh, being a real Irish person. On yeah, Saint yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, it's St. Patty. Like, ah, it's like, nah, that's just not it's how we, just an you know. excuse for. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, so just give me your taco food takes then. I like tacos. Hard or soft shell? I don't discriminate, honestly. But if you, ha- if you only had to have one, you could only have one death row last meal? Then it would be hard, but it okay. would have to be from Condado because I like, they have the uh, firecracker shells. Yeah, now you're talking. Yeah. Now you're speaking my language. Man, but for me, man, I, I don't. Like, when it comes to food, I don't have too many, like, hard stances of, like, yep. oh, it has Neither to be, like, yeah. Like, some people, like, I only eat soft tacos. I only eat hard tacos. only eat ground beef tacos. only eat steak tacos. So, like, no, I eat steak. Let's do either Ground here. beef, pulled pork, barbacoa. Chicken, chicken or pulled pork? For, for the purpose of tacos. For, for the, the purpose, purpose of tacos. tacos. Oh. What kind of chicken is it? However you want to prepare it. Can I get the carne asada? Was it, uh, no, 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 the uh, pollo asada. I think that's what they have right now. Yeah, I'm going to go with the pollo asada. Okay. Pork or barbacoa? Mm, barbacoa. I love barbacoa. Steak or fish? Steak. Do you like fish tacos? Mm, shrimp tacos? They're I cool, love shrimp tacos. But to me, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's weird. When it comes to like my seafood, mahi, I'm not, I don't really like to mix it. I got you. Yeah, I'm not even, you. I don't even like my fish on a sandwich. Sour cream or guac? Neither. Ooh, mm. sauce verde or salsa rojo? Rojo, mi amigo. Está muy caliente, sí. Hot sauce preference? We've had this conversation Correct. Yeah, sorry, I just department of redundancy department. It happens, there. it's okay. Am I forgetting any either or as it relates to tacos? Mm, oh, here's one. Slaw no, or no, no slaw? No, 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 not even that. This is the one right here. Are you ready for this? Cheese or no cheese? No, 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 cilantro or no cilantro. Oh, cilantro that, for sure. But people don't, that's not, a, like. I thought that was like a common thing, like lettuce, like, oh, you got to have cilantro and lettuce, and they're like, heathens. no, you can't have cilantro, cilantro, oh no, I don't want cilantro, like, I'm a cilantro guy. Heathens. Got to have cilantro up there, man. I completely agree with yeah. you. Yeah. Completely agree. Now, you Rojo or you Verde for your salsa? Both. Okay, okay. But I'll go Verde if I only have to pick one. Okay. You want me to run through what I just asked you? Yeah, let me hear you, man. Uh, guac, so- eh, guac or no guac? Guac for sure. It's extra, Sour by the way. for sure. But okay. if you make me choose one or the other just for the purpose of tacos, I'll go, I'll go crema. Oh, la crema. Okay. Like Again, like both salsas, I'll mm-hmm. go Verde for tacos, though. Wow. 
Give me okay, chicken okay. over ground beef. Let's get it. Give me barbacoa over pork. I feel like nobody rocks with the ground beef like that. Give man. me fish over steak, honestly. Okay, okay. For the purpose of tacos. Um, I love I love the queso. Mm-hmm. Love the cilantro. Don't mind a good like pickled slaw, like some kind of you know. So real question is this then: mm-hmm. If we're talking Mexican authentic re- Mexican restaurants, okay. Chipotle versus Taco Bell, man. <laughs> oh, ta- Taco Bell. I mean, I I like Chipotle. I love Moe's. Uh-huh. But you, I mean, talk, buddy. There was a time in my life where I ate Taco Bell multiple times a week. And it might not have been too long ago. I'm in my 30s now. Okay, okay. My diet's been much better the past few years. Yeah. But when I was in college, I ate a lot of Taco Bell. When I was living in Ohio by myself, working for the hockey team on my own, traveling eight months a year, I ate a lot of Taco Bell. Let's go. You know, I was I was about 190 pounds at a point in my life. Okay, I'm okay. down to a nice 155 now. See, I'm bougie. But Taco Bell was a big reason why. I'm bougie. I only eat designer tacos. So give you me Chipotle. You don't do Chipotle? Oh, okay. Give me Chipotle. You like Moe's or any of the other ones? No, Moe's is hidden. Yeah. Moe's Cadoba is, as well. Ooh. Absolutely. Moe's is hitting, hitting. Uh, real quick, Steel City Champ says, all right, got to know. Cinnamon swirl or raisin bread? Cinnamon swirl. Yeah, cinnamon swirl. Come on. <laughs> Come on. All right, before we get out of here, top five Star Wars properties. All right. Okay. What I mean by that is here you can go, go movies, go. you can go TV shows, right? Because the Star Wars universe is pretty wild. I mean, there's nine movies, and there's nine episodes of these yes. kind of core movies. There's two additional movies. You got the cartoons as well. You got well. the cartoon shows, yeah. animated shows. You got The Mandalorian. You got Boba Fett. Pretty mm-hmm. soon we'll add Obi-Wan you got another one coming to this as well. list. Yeah, oh, yeah, in just a couple weeks. So, yeah. Arthur Motes. I want you to count down for me. Top five. From five to one, of top course. Five, top for, five, top five, For dramatic effect. Well, for me, man, starting at number five, I went with Star Wars. Number five. Episode five. A the New Empire Hope. Strikes oh. Back. Like OG, OG, OG. Okay. Take an okay. OG oh, form yeah. one time, man. Absolutely, man. Because I do Similar feel like. weather that we've had out here in Pittsburgh Isn't that recently. the truth? <clears throat> I just feel like, man, when you're talking about a Star Wars list, I have to include something from the original group. Okay, and that you know? is that is the one of the original group. That's that's the one that I like the most. Absolutely. So that's why I have them at number five. Okay. And at number four, I go with episode eight, the Last Jedi. Ooh, TLJ. Uh huh. Come on, man. I mean, it is the Last Jedi, but I just like how you know, even though it was more of a newer movie, I just think that man is shot beautifully. I think that the storyline in it, the way they connect everything, bringing it back to uh, Luke Skywalker, I just think that it's a dope concept, man. And, and like I said, man, for me, it was one that. I could appreciate in a sense of how my father appreciated me liking episode one Phantom Menace because that was like my first introduction. So when I took my children to see episode eight, mm-hmm. The Last Jedi, for them, that mm-hmm. was kind of like their first introduction mm-hmm. to it. And to see how they lit up with it, man, it was always, oh, it's, you know, holds a special place in my heart. Love it. Number three? Uh, Rogue One, man. Okay. A yeah, Star that's Wars one of those story. new spin-off Bro. movies. It's great. It's great movie. A couple of reasons why I like it, man. Number one, the storyline is great. Number two, that was one of the first ones like that was a remake. Or not a remake, but just as part of that new wave of them that we got to really see Darth Vader be Darth Vader. Like, fight scene, menacing. Mm-hmm. Like, that. Was, it, it was only like a 30-second clip. Mm-hmm. But when he popped up in that movie, it was like, whoa. The best. And then they had just moments, man, where, you, you know, the, the the gentleman, the older gentleman who's blind is on the beach. He's, you know, uh, I forgot what he kept quoting. It was something along the lines of, I ain't one with the force and the force is within yeah, me or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. it was just dope seeing that dynamic, man, seeing the, the, the scene on the beach and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed that one. Love it. Number two. Uh, and number two, man, this is one of my original favorites. Uh, we've talked about this plenty of times. Uh, episode one, Phantom Menace. For me, I, I know people get on the Jaja Binks. I do not care about Jaja Binks. I care Misha about no care. 
I care about Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. I care about Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. I care about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And I care about Anakin Skywalker, who, by mm-hmm. the way, is Darth Vader. And Mace Windu as well, too. Come on, man. And for me at the same time, man, I was kind of torn in that movie because this is one of the first times in a movie, like in a theater, where I was like emotionally, like I felt it. And it was when Darth Maul killed Qui-Gon Jinn. I was like, oh, Spoiler no. alert! Oh, I don't care. So I see him die. But then on the flip side, because I actually did, like, outside of Darth Vader, Darth Maul's, like, my second favorite, like, bad guy in Star Wars. Completely agree. Like, I love him. Yeah, he's my favorite. So when he got sliced up in half, man, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I'm, I'm in tears. Hurt. But then it was like the guy that killed you created my favorite villain in terms of Darth Vader. So it's like as much as I don't like you, I'm actually glad that it happened because it gave this guy the chance to be the big bad villain. So that's why I have uh, episode one, you know, The Phantom Menace at number two. And number one. Episode three, Revenge of the Sith. And this is an easy one because anyone that knows me knows that I have a son. His name is Gray. Shout out to G Money. The night that, you know, my wife went into labor and she decided to have little Gray, I was sitting in the house. She was laying in the bed sleep. I couldn't go to sleep. I turned on Revenge of the Sith. And right at the end of the movie, when you see Anakin finally cross over and become <gasps> Darth Vader. You had to go to the hospital. It's time to go to the hospital. <laughs> so for me, I always call Grandma Star Wars baby. Cause it took it, and I got to watch the whole movie. Like it, it literally, like the scene ends and the screen is going black and it's like, oh babe, we gotta go now. Right now. And I'm like, So, yeah, man, that's why I have that as number one for me, man. But we'll see you, my good friend. All right, number five for me is The Phantom Menace. Ooh, let's get it. That was my first, like, being able to go to the yes, theater. The end. Yeah, I'd yes. seen the original trilogy before but that. it was but different, though. I yeah. was, like, 10 years old. You know, I was at that perfect age. The anticipation of the movie coming out. Me and all my boys had double-sided lightsabers like Darth Maul. Everything the Mozi just said. I mean, Darth Maul is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. Qui-Gon Jinn. Bro, he looks so scary. The way the music the comes on. John Williams' music. It's it's the best. And, and I'll take, I'll fight anybody with this. I, I know Phantom Menace certainly has its, it's got its downsides, right? Of course. There's some scenes where the acting isn't the greatest. Everyone brings up the Jar Jar Binks thing. But it's got the best lightsaber duels of, of any agree. Star Wars movie. And those two things do it for me. The nostalgia yeah. and the lightsaber battles. For those reasons cool, alone, man, when they I talked still, about how I still they, love it. How they would do those fight scenes, like practicing and training. Uh, I forgot what type of martial arts they said it was based off of, man. But you could just see, like, it was so, mm-hmm. like, almost like they were dancing in a sense, man, the way they were fighting like that. It was beautiful. And man. we also get pod racing. I mean, come on. Yes. Shout out to the pod racers. <laughs> Number four for me, the Clone Wars animated series. Oh, okay, okay, it okay. Was, it was kind of like the bridge of yeah. n- when there was not much Star Wars stuff. It was the only new thing for and, a long and you, time. And you went with it. You, you jumped and, on it. And Anakin's in it. And I was holding out. I was like, I'm not going to do it. And Ahsoka's <laughs> in it. And... <laughs> Darth Maul's in it. Yeah. I, I just, I, I loved it. What did and you make was, of that storyline with Darth Maul, though? That he survived getting sliced in half and falling however many miles down? I think he's still, I think he's still I out can't, there kicking somehow. No, not he's at all, bro. Somehow. I refuse to believe it. I, I, I went with Darth Vader. I went with that one. But I'm just like, bro, I can't go Darth Maul. You got to suspend reality. Come Arthur on, Mets. man. I, I did for Darth Vader. I saw Darth Vader cut up, burnt up, and he's like, oh, now he's a robot. He's alive still. <laughs> Number three for me is Empire Strikes Back. I mean, if this isn't somewhere in your top five, I think you're Come just on now. I think you're just doing it wrong. Absolutely. Um, you've got perhaps the greatest reveal in movie history, oh my and that gosh. of course Come is on, Luke. Man. I am your father. No. 
I mean, that one shook me for weeks when I was a kid. Weeks, I tell you. Dad, are you my dad? (laughs) Are you my dad? Are you my father? Number two for me is The Mandalorian, the TV Mm, show on Disney+. Plus. It is all my geeky, nerdy Star Wars fantasies come to life. It contains a lot of my favorite actors, uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, putting it all together. Mm -hmm. They do so well. I love Pedro Pascal, the guy who plays the Mandalorian. Um, The reveal and all the stuff that happened with Boba Fett was like, I'd been waiting for that my whole childhood. Mm -hmm. The end of season two. When Luke comes and gets Grogu, I had been waiting for that. There it is. Talk to him. For I mean, it's it's kind of similar, like you had said, seeing the Darth Maul element in Rogue yes. One. Like I've been waiting to see, like Luke Skywalker in his prime. You know what I mean? Right. In, not in not that, old, not washed, not old like, and washed yeah. Luke, and not like young and on the rise right. Luke. Like prime Luke Skywalker. Like when he's that guy, and just that minute or two that you get of that is like mm-hmm. it, it hits you right in the childhood. I friggin' love the Mandalorian. It, it, the two seasons are, are just everything I ever wanted. Got a lot of fun side characters like Bill Burr and Timothy <laughs> Oliphant, like guys that I love. Mandalorian number two. And then number one, Return of the Jedi. Oh, classic. The anticipation for me, for young classic. me. Classic. You know, because I it was just when I started watching Star Wars, it was just the original trilogy. And the anticipation, you know, of, of watching the and finally getting Return of the Jedi, and you know, because there weren't any streaming services no, back it was in the day. Not, absolutely, we had to go. My mom had to go get me these movies. Um, it was Blockbuster and Hollywood yeah, Video back the then. The final man. battle yeah. between Luke and his father, and Vader turns back to the light side, and they chuck the Emperor over the balcony, and it was it was just everything my little heart desired. The scene with Bubba Fett and with with uh, with Jabba the Hutt and all that, mm-hmm. and them rescuing Han and everything. I just when I was a kid, that was that was the bee's knees. I ain't gonna lie, man. Um, what was the, it was another one. Oh, I'm trying to think which one it was where we get Darth Vader fighting uh Count Dooku. Oh, that uh, is. Not, uh, we get Yoda. Yoda versus Dooku. Um, yeah, that's Attack of that was, that was Clones, clones, right? Attack yeah. of the Clones at the end. That's Absolutely. the first time we see Yoda, Yoda use a lightsaber. Yeah, and bro, I had yeah. no clue Yoda could get down like that. Ooh. I'm like, oh, Yoda's that and that's guy. Like, listen, the first, like the the first three movies, you yeah. can poke some holes in them. You can't. But they but got the some... lightsaber battles are bro, awesome. They're it's the, it's they're the unreal. Best. It's the unreal, bro. The lightsaber battles are unreal. And then you get Anakin and Obi Wan in the third. Like, yeah, it, dude. The lightsaber battles are unreal, man. Unreal. Thrash tweets us his top five. Number five, Phantom Menace. Number four, Rebels animated series. Number okay, okay, three, yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Let's get it. Number two, Clone Wars animated series. Okay. And number one, Empire Strikes Back. Bro, Empire Strikes Back is one of the ones, bro. It's so good. It's one of the ones. It's so good. I had to ride a Tauntaun into work a couple times this winter. Let's get it. <laughs> Mostly that'll do it for us today. Thanks to everybody who participated <laughs> with our go. silliness as always. It was fun on a Friday. We got to get into some shenanigans. Uh, we'll be back on Monday. Big thanks to our guy Brian Backo for joining us uh, and to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Motes. Who, me? We'll talk to you guys next week. Enjoy the weekend. As always, you know where to find us on Monday. It's high noon on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.